Wine and Crime contains graphic and explicit content that may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Should we do this fucking thing? Let's fucking do it! Uh, um, I'm going to say some shit, oh, and no. y'all know what to do. You are listening to Wine and Crime, the podcast where three friends chug wine, chat true crime, and unleash their worst Minnesotan accent. Oh, Woo! my God. <laughs> I'm remembering it this time. Yeah, I'm Kenyon. <laughs> I'm Lucy. And I'm Amanda. Yay! <laughs> oh, you guys are fun. This is great. I'm finally over my hangover from New Orleans two weeks ago. Which she, like, had the flu right before that, too, so it was, like, rapid succession awfulness. Her bad. immune system was compromised, she and nasty. then her liver was compromised, and it was just a bad combo. The bars don't close, you guys. They don't. Not in New Orleans. They You're never like, close. It's like being in... Uh, Las Vegas, where, like, they keep the casino lights just right so you never know what time yeah. it is. I, like, took shots out of a lady's mouth on the street. <laughs> she did. She Twice. really did. She really did. Yeah. Did you get tested yet? No. My okay. appointment is for when I get back to Minnesota. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Topical joke. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> All right. Oh, like an ointment. Get it? Like an ointment. It depends on what I caught. <laughs> Orally. Um, <laughs> it's a rinse. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I feel targeted. Okay. <laughs> the topic you might have guessed from Lucy's hat. Mm, Top of the might cheddar not tea. Have. Oh, God. <laughs> I've made that joke twice already today. <laughs> Top of the cheddar to you. <laughs> I love it. Both times I've missed it. That's how good of a joke it was. <laughs> we need our cricket soundboard so bad. Our editor's actually working on it. Yes. I have like a meeting with him next week where he's like, we got to talk about the soundboard. The cricket. And I'm like, yeah, we do. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The topic, it's a gal's pick this week. A very special gal's pick. A very special gal's Not pick. That special. And um, it is dairy crimes. <laughs> of which there are more than I expected. <laughs> Some real good ones. Dairy farms are fucking scary places, y'all. Yeah. yeah. It's shocking. It's not good. <laughs> but also, do you feel so seen, Wisconsin? <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. want you to feel seen. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What's our. Uh, Wine crime pairing for dairy crimes. Not Sutter Home, and I'm so Thank happy about that. God. <laughs> oh, uh, my shout God. out to this venue for being the fucking best. Yes. Seriously. Yes. Yeah. Woo, Turner Hall. So fucking great. Um, so we are drinking the Prophecy Rose in cans, motherfucker. And Fancy. I do believe. We have a handsome bartender taking care of y'all all night during the show, so please get up, because the drunker you get, the funnier we are. Yes. <laughs> Drink up. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about this rosé. This is a French rosé from the Provence region. <laughs> Nailed it. Papier and is a mache. blend, a papier-mâché blend, <laughs> of some of my faves, Grenache, 
Syrah and Mauverde. Um, this wine is delicate and bright with layers of fresh strawberries, raspberries, and a hint of white peach with a crisp, refreshing finish. I'm it's following along true, with actually. you on the can. Yeah. I pulled most of this from the can. Yeah. yeah. The label features the Wheel of Fortune. If you're holding your can, you can take oh. a peek. We're going to talk about this. And if you know your tarot, you'll know that the Wheel of Fortune features the goddess of fortune, us. Lizzo. 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 You're right. Yeah. Um, who, on this label, is wearing a delicate pink garment representing the delicate strawberry and raspberry notes. The wheel represents karma. The goddess of fortune shows that you must always take an active role in your own life, or a passive one. That's fine. We're not here to judge. <laughs> Because no matter how the wheel turns, you want to stay upright, except in the bedroom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the seeds that drop from the goddess's hands bloom into flowers unless you're regularly taking your birth control. <laughs> Showing you reap same what you sow. Same time every day. Same time every day. Or get an arm implant. As we see in the French vineyards every year at harvest, the soft, billowing clouds represent the delicate and crisp wine style. That is a hallmark of French rosé. <laughs> this review that I found, I think, said, just take the fucking hat off. No, it's part of it. You look. We, we paid so much money. On Lucy had to bring a suitcase of costumes and wigs. One on suitcase is only wigs. Yeah. What, and if you follow our Instagram on our story, I have one carry-on away suitcase that weighs like... Promo code Six gals. pounds max gals because gals it's 20. just hair and foam inside. <laughs> <laughs> but it didn't fit into my normal suitcase. So many it's wigs. It's fine. We I'm wearing this. the fuck out of this hat. I don't care. Good girl. <laughs> Commit. Um, so I found a review that I thought wrapped this up really nicely. Quote, holy hell, this is tasty. <laughs> the right balances of sweet and tart, just dry enough to prevent being cloying. Fruity and citrusy lasts on the tongue for a surprising length of time. That's what Same. she said. That's what she said. I'd definitely drink the whole bottle so refreshing. Yeah. So this is, I mean, when we do, we've done cans a couple times. This we is consider, really good, actually. Yeah. We consider this a crack. Yes. So do you know what to do after I crack this? Oh. Woo! Are you ready? <laughs> Here we go. Nice, nice crack. crack. Woo! Cheers, Milwaukee. <laughs> Cheers. Can you open Kenyon can't open hers because of her claws. Also, I can see the sweat from your hat going into your nice crack. Yeah. It's a, yeah. a river runs through it. I hope no one has a zoom lens. <laughs> yeah. No up-close photography, please. Oh, my golly in heaven. It's happening. All right. Well, go, fucking cheers. And La, what is... I'm dying to I'm know. dying to get what to the bottom is, of this can. What is our background and psych for dairy crime? <laughs> I gotta be honest, Lucy's segment during live shows is always my favorite mm -hmm. because she finds the weirdest fucking shit and she always has the pictures that gross me out the most. Oh, yep. just wait. <laughs> I'm not ready. <laughs> Except for your bestiality case where she did a case where we did a live show in Boston and her entire case was about bestiality and 
her only slides, since it was from like the 1700s, <laughs> were just like horse asses, animal butt, a turkey ass, just consistently ticking yeah. through. Pig butt. My grandmother butt. was there in the front row. <laughs> The blog for that episode is... Is key. It's long, crucial. Phenomenal. Yeah. Strong and down to get the friction on. <laughs> Too real. Mm. All right. So, mm. Wisconsin, in case you weren't aware, y'all and your dairy is wild. There's a lot of info out there about Wisconsin. I haven't pooped since we landed, which I know was only this morning, but that's saying a lot. My poops have been me. epic. Thank you. Cheese just backs done me a up. Service. I've eaten cheese for the last three meals. Correct. Yep. Personally, not, I didn't even get here until this afternoon. The last, not with the last three meals, but as for the last for three, the meals. Last the main three meals. Course. For the last, yeah. I like that. Sounds about right. Mm. <laughs> According to the Wisconsin Milk Marketing Board, pictured here. <laughs> Our bodies, our choice. <laughs> For those who aren't here, it's just cows. It's just cows. <laughs> Dairy contributes $43.4 billion to the state's That's economy. That's billion with a B? B as in billion? That's got to be half the state's economy. More. Damn. This state ain't making that much. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Well, I'm just kidding. Here's to put it another way: if Wisconsin was its own country, it would rank fourth in cheese production in the world. <laughs> you know what? That's something to be, be proud, proud of. of. That's a laugh you, you can, can hang, hang your, your cheese hat on. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. In 1841, Ann Pickett of Lake Mills made the first Wisconsin cheese and also became the first in the state that wasn't even a state yet to sell cheese. So, okay. Way to hustle, Ann, Ann Pickens. Pickett. Not literally, because this is melted to my skull at the moment. <laughs> we need an ambulance. Can someone call 911? <laughs> someone have a hair dryer. I got to get it off. It'll melt it more. It, it's fine. It can't get worse. <laughs> Uh, and in 1939, the phrase America's Dairyland was added to the Wisconsin license plate. Nice. nice. They let you have cars in 1939? <laughs> also, June is National Dairy Month. <gasps> Woo! We We're did not even it. know that. I usually love June for being Pride Month, but I might have a bigger love of Dairy Month. It's ah. very, it's neck and neck. Yeah, it's Wait, why not both? Both, utter and utter. Mm. Ooh, utter on utter. <laughs> or however you choose to do it. Or neither, know. neither, you or do both. You. June Dairy Month started out as a way to distribute extra milk during the warm months of summer. So, like before, there was widespread refrigeration. I guess that's mm. gross. Smart. The commemoration was established in 1937 by grocer organizations sponsoring National Milk Month. By June 1939, well, by 1939, June became the official dairy month. So you have a lot to be proud of. Nice. <laughs> a lot. According to the USDA's My Plate guidelines, you should consume some low-fat or fat-free dairy every day to maintain a balanced diet. Check. Unfortunately, this does not include butter, cream, ice cream, cream cheese, or sour cream, or I assume... Top the, potato. I know, boo. 
or I assume the American cheese product that makes the best kind of grilled cheese. Mm-hmm. The individually wrapped ones. Yeah, the yeah. ones that are horrible for the planet right. and Those your body. technically aren't cheese. They're no. cheese products. Product. Yeah, I said that. American yeah. cheese, cheese product. Okay, okay. It's made... It's what I'm wearing on my head. Yeah. It's the same thing. Same consistency. I feel like that's cheddar cheese product. It's Swiss, Swiss though. It has cheese the products. Right? I think those are from rats. <laughs> Nibbling. Yeah, it was smooth when we it bought it. It was the it. hot lights from the stage. It's just <laughs> burning holes into it. All right. Dietary, er, daily dietary recommendations for adults is three cups of cow boob juice per day. Ugh. <laughs> I personally haven't drank a glass of milk in probably a decade, which leads me to a quick dairy-related anecdote. Oh, here we go. So when I was in college every Sunday, my roommate, who's here tonight... Hi, Ellen. Ellen! You cute. She and I would go to my aunt and uncle's house for dinner and to watch Desperate Housewives, because this was like 2006. Obviously. And the OC had just ended, so it was yeah. like, we, I had we had nothing else to live for. What do we do? Yeah. So my aunt and uncle always had the best fucking milk from Hanson's Dairy. I don't know if you're familiar, but it's a thing. And they pretty much always had chili for dinner, so Ellen and I would <laughs> slam milk whenever we went over there, like... To the point where my aunt thought we had some kind of deficiency, and she, like, <laughs> bought extra gallons for us to take back with us. So you're he... just, like, guzzling milk and chili <laughs> every Sunday night? Chugging milk. I have diarrhea just <laughs> thinking about that. Well, oh, Lord. I was going to say it's a good thing we were roommates because we were real gassy after those days. Spicy <laughs> diarrhea. Haunted for life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So here's something I learned while doing this research, which you may have guessed from that 43.4 billion dollar number (laughs) I threw out earlier. There is a fuckload of dairy propaganda out there. I can't with Frankie Munez. Child Frankie Munez. Why is his head so big? Dr. Fucking Phil. Exactly, Dr. Phil. I don't think that these ads are conveying the message that they want to convey. Is that Dennis Dennis Rodman? Rodman. No, still no. Still no for me. I was still a no. Attracted to this advertisement when I it mean, came out. I mean, I can see it why. It cuts real low. Physically, sure, but it's Dennis Rodman. Get me Idris Elba. This was pre-North yes. Korea. I would drink all the milk in the world. <laughs> this was pre-North Korea, so it was still okay. He was still... Whatever. We're moving on. <laughs> it's fine. So the Got Milk campaign, Got Nostalgia. Oh, I wrote that in that my That was notes. stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I love you and I support you, but that was really stupid. That's fine. <laughs> The very first commercial of the infamous campaign aired in 1993, and I will now present a dramatic retelling of the plotline of that commercial. No! This commercial, by the way, was directed by Michael Bay. What? (laughs) How many milk explosions are there? I don't know. Well, It's just a dairy truck exploding and somebody running with, like, tits out, just, like... Milk spraying everywhere. (laughs) A cow, like, jumping out of a plane with, like, a parachute just exploding and milk, bloody milk goes everywhere. He did Transformers, right? I don't know. Who knows? There's no way to know. There's no way to know. 
Batman? I don't fucking know. Whatever. What's a Batman? Well, his obviously most important work was this milk commercial. Yes, I remember the peanut yeah. butter. Yeah, is this ringing a bell? <laughs> my, the, top, the roof of my mouth, like, hurts from looking yeah. at this still. <laughs> Anyone feeling thirsty? <laughs> it's like the plot line to this commercial is this guy being thirsty. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> All right, to set the scene. Oh, God. The radio is tuned to a classical music channel. Because then they don't have to buy the rights to the music. Genius. A history buff has just put the final touches on his lusciously thick peanut butter sandwich. Oh, so it's part of the character as well. Mm -hmm. Good job. Good job, Michael Bay. We're working through it. We're unpacking it. Over the airwaves, the radio host announces as a history trivia contest in which he will call a random number and ask... Who shot Alexander Hamilton? Oh, my God. I remember this so (gasps) well. The winner would collect $10,000, which in 1993 was like $7 million. $44 billion. $43 billion. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. The history buff takes a big old bite out of his peanut butter sandwich and looks around his home knowingly. It is full of Alexander Hamilton memorabilia. Mm -hmm. So you know he knows the answer. And you know he knows that one guy from that one musical. Suddenly, the telephone rings. It's the radio station. Calling him to ask him? Yeah. He doesn't have to call in? The history buff tries to shout, Aaron Burr! But the peanut butter has rendered his words unintelligible. (laughs) He reaches, oh, he reaches for the carton of milk to wash down the peanut butter from his gullet. But the carton is empty. <gasps> Aaron Burr, he shouts again to no avail. The radio host hangs up. The history buff is left alone with only half a peanut butter sandwich. Can we also talk about how this guy was like an ancillary character in everything in the 90s? Oh, yeah. This and guy. And no one knows his name. And how even this commercial doesn't pass the Bechdel test. Nope. Aaron Burr. All right. So then kind of a snarky, bitchy voice comes on and says, Good milk. <laughs> Wish you had more milk, idiot. Or like water, though. Go to the sink, you fucking moron. Or like, who eats just a plain peanut butter sandwich? <laughs> I'm not. Psychopaths. <laughs> I mean, also like... Poor people. I ate a lot of just peanut butter on like Slap anything that wasn't peanut butter toast. dead in my house. Yeah. Most of my bread was like moldy, so I would just eat peanut butter with a spoon. I will do peanut butter on a tortilla. Oh. Yeah. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Back but my husband's milk. not home because he's allergic and I have to sneak it in the house. He's allergic to tortillas? Peanuts. Oh. <laughs> Oh my god, I can't. Yes. How many grains of water? Flour or corn or both? (laughs) Or neither. Okay. (laughs) According to an article in Scientific American, dairy is not essential for a healthy diet once you're weaned, of course. Okay. (laughs) I mean, free the nipple, but also where is the nipple? I'm so hot. The nipple is in the baby's fist. That's the nipple. Who has areolas small enough to be covered by a baby's fist? (laughs) 
Fuck that. It's not behind the baby's face? Fuck that. A grown man's hand can't cover my massive areolas. I'm not buying it. This is photoshopped. There's no fucking nipple there. Well, if you think this photo gives you phantom nipple pain, check this out. (laughs) No. I mean, me two nights ago, but... That could be your nipple. I mean, that basically uh, was my nipple within the last 48 hours. <laughs> that baby is snacking on that nipple. I'm busy. So, plenty of people... The baby was my hand. <laughs> <laughs> just yanking, just seeing how far I'll go. They're getting more it's a, it's a stretch Armstrong, <laughs> ma'am. We're going to have to ask you to deplane. Yeah, TSA is like, ma'am... <laughs> Put your nipples away, ma'am. Like the time my husband was going through TSA. <laughs> this is the best. And, his, and he went into the machine where you like lift your arms up or whatever. He doesn't and fly much. He doesn't fly much. And his pants were sagging down. I had already gone through. I'm putting my shoes back on. I'm thinking he's okay to not be supervised during this period of time. <laughs> Grown man. I overhear the TSA agent say, sir, can you pull up your pants? And he just goes, yeah, and lifts up his shirt past the nipple over his face. And two TSA agents go, sir, no, sir, your pants. And he was flustered. Sure. (laughs) Sir, no. Sir, no. (laughs) Your pants. So much hair. Oh, Oh, God. Just white. He's so pale. He's so big. It was just sho- it was jarring him. to everyone, I'm sure. I love and him so much. And then both TSA agents at the same time said, come on out, buddy. <laughs> they buddied him. They buddied him. I'm all about he freeing the it. nipple, but this is causing me physical yeah, pain. Can, can we, we please on? go to the next? Like, please is breastfeed in better? public with reckless fun. No! <laughs> What the fuck is wrong with you? We I'll get to it. Too soon. How do you sleep at night? Are those people? Yeah, they're is people. Is that a cow? They're yes. lost I'll get to souls, it. I think. Lost souls. I'll get to it. Is that the base of the magic is might podium at the Ministry of Magic and the final <laughs> book of Harry Potter? I think it's the welcome statue at the Wisconsin State Fair. Oh. <laughs> it's the cow built on the backs of muggles. It's the dairy pavilion at the Wisconsin State Fair. <laughs> They're getting artsy. You can't tell, but this it's is like a, a whole building. Painting. It's a whole building. <laughs> God. All right, all right. Moving on. Plenty of people do not consume dairy for a variety of reasons. They do. Whether out of concern for the exploitation of animals, which is what this illustrates. Does it? Yes. The condition. <laughs> the cow seems fine. Also, the Look cow the is so. The cow itself is so crudely designed. Oh, he is grimacing. The cow is you're right. Grimacing. You're right. You're sure, right. he's grimacing, but that's like the shittiest rendition of a cow I've ever fucking seen. <laughs> so, like, they're not doing that cow <laughs> any Anec- justice. Anecdote. Oh no. No, I'm in the middle of a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> this is how, this is how bad I am at so art. So hot, you guys. In, like, middle school art class, whatever, like, not even elementary school, you guys, like, when I'm talking to people I don't know, I say elementary school, but it actually happened in middle school. Um, (laughs) It was art class. Is this when you milked a goat? No, that was great. That was a great experience. Um, 
<laughs> we had to make like dinosaurs out of clay or whatever and like shape them. <laughs> and I, oh no. She's fully formed a dick. I cho- <laughs> <laughs> that was me. <laughs> I chose a triceratops, which has the like fan neck sure. and also a horn. <laughs> you I know think. exactly what a triceratops looks yeah, like. Good for two you. Horns. Two oh horns, God. Kay. One would have been it great. Has three. It's a triceratops. Cool. It's three. in the name. Oh, three horns. Right. Good right. call. So I didn't even. How am I the smartest one in this crew right You're not. now? I'm, that's what's so shocking. I didn't a blind even... squirrel finds a nut every now that's and then. That's true. Right? That's true. I that's didn't true. even get a single horn on there. It was just, I was so concentrated on like the head and the body and four legs, four like huge the legs. The horns are part of the head, yeah. but okay. Well, miss that, also miss the fan hood. So it just looked like <laughs> this. A cow. <laughs> it's just a cow. It's a no ceratops. <laughs> it's a moo ceratops. <laughs> yep, completely forgot. Didn't Please notice. tell me Momar still has this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Yep. <laughs> it was in God. the kiln with all the other recognizable dinosaurs. <laughs> Kenyon's a little full. <sighs> all right. Congrats on your MFA, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just okay. shedding blue hair all over this tablecloth. As I was saying... <laughs> You're welcome. Fine. Yeah. It's fine. It, it, the, the hat absorbed it. It's fine. <laughs> Plenty of people it. do not consume dairy, dairy for a variety of reasons, whether out of concern for the exploitation of animals, the conditions dairy cows are raised in, or perhaps due to worries about hormones. And actually, the various arguments can be broken into three categories. Drinking milk is unnatural, it's unhealthy, or, and or it's cruel. So... Here's this photo. Well, I had a grande non-fat mocha this morning. Yeah. Some folks It's really hard think, to milk an almond, so. <laughs> some folks think, rather, rather logically, that consuming the breast milk of a completely different animal might have an adverse effect, such Aww. as turning Is a puppy into a kitten. Is this why you asked me the other day out of the blue? Yes. <laughs> out of the blue, I said, would you ever breastfeed a different species of animal? And without hesitation, she goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then I said, if it was a dog. <laughs> but like, of course I would. But of I don't have mother's milk. So, moo point. Moo point. Moo point. <laughs> yeah. Low hanging. Thank you. Fruit. I'll wait. I'll wait for my high five. Yeah. Okay. Got All it. Right. <laughs> So this adverse side effect might uh, is particularly of some people's concern when it comes to estrogen levels. So just for reference, for adult women, our bodies produce approximately 28,000 times as much, as much estrogen as you would get in a glass of milk. And for men, if you're curious, it's about 6,000 times as much of the, their bodies naturally produce estrogen as a glass of milk. So it's not nothing, but it's like basically nothing. And not all men and not all women. And yes. No, this is extraordinarily generalized, mm-hmm. but you know, math, science, whatever, that's what it is. 
So at least um, it's not enough to not use cow's milk when treating estrogen deficiencies such as menopause. A lot of doctors will recommend cow's milk. To oh, Jesus. Of, so menopause that's just is bad bullshit. enough, and then your doctor is like, well, I don't know, drink milk. And you're like, I fucking hate my life. Ice cream. Okay. Back there, on board. Okay, yeah. You won me back. There is also no clear link between dairy consumption and early puberty or breast or ovarian cancer. However, there might be a link between dairy consumption and prostate cancer in that men who consume more than four servings of dairy per day have a slightly elevated risk of developing this type of cancer. And that said, it is super hard to say whether this is because of the dairy itself that creates this correlation or it's just higher level of saturated fat in general or like you know a myriad other unhealthy habits and you know correlation is not causation speaking of prostates oh oh now I'm listening raise your hand audience if you have never listened to the show before but you are a partner of a fan and you were dragged here and now you're really questioning (laughs) all of your decisions your relationship I don't see any hand raise no oh there's one there's one yeah oh you're cute yeah yeah. <laughs> oh, Catch us in your in mouth, I'll give you a treat. Okay. All right. I don't have anything to throw at him, it's fine. Okay. So this y- can of wine. <laughs> I'm not going to give that up. That's Are you the only one? Wow, good Oh, job. wait, no, there's one over here. A reluctant pointer. Okay. Yep. yep. So this is a true crime podcast. Yep. About dairy. We get drunk and rant about boobs. Yeah. Boobs yeah. of all species. Pretty much. Yep. In regards to whether it's natural or not to drink cow's milk or any kind of other mammal milk that's not human, I mean, define natural, especially in this day and age. Like, Look at that hat. We take, exactly. We take vitamins, we work out in gyms and on treadmills, and I use the word we very loosely in that example. <laughs> I know, I was like... We have epidurals to give birth. We take aspirin. We sleep on mattresses. We get LASIK. We set alarms to wake up in the morning. Some women breastfeed tigers. Um, is she double boobing? Yeah. That is some skill. This image, when I right-clicked and hit, like, save or download or whatever, save as image, it the auto-populated name of the JPEG was your brother dot 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 <laughs> <laughs> the side eye that baby is giving <laughs> yeah that baby is like something's off i don't know why tiger brother the baby's like i don't have the cognitive skills to identify <laughs> what's wrong here but it's not right it's not sitting right also ouch also yeah, ouch right? on both boobs just I'd ouch. way rather have a toothless baby than a definitely not toothless tiger cub I don't know. Also, six of one, half dozen of the other. People who enjoy the sexualized suckling of breasts, can we like back off on the teeth a little bit, please? Don't kink shame. Or just nipples in general. I'm not kink shaming. I'm saying personally for me, and I'm addressing every person who yeah. has ever put their mouth on my <laughs> nipples yeah. specifically. Yeah. And none of them are in this room, but yeah. this will be released as an episode eventually. Stop with the teeth. Yeah, less teeth, more tongue. Also, no spitting. What is that? Uh, you can spit. That's, you can spit. Ugh. Spit away, baby. Not to yuck someone's yum, but my personal yum is... Don't fucking spit on me. Mm. Thanks. Spit. Well, my personal yum, oh, mom. Just kidding. <laughs> Hi, my mom. mom's here. 
I'm not. We're not talking, talking about, about your nipples. <laughs> given That's our, another episode entirely. Given our species' current ability to create and adapt to new technologies and societies well beyond the pace of evolution, it's not really about what's natural. It's about what works for us as a species. And I might argue that that, that is the most natural course we could take is to do what works to survive. Mm-hmm. Fucking evolution, mm-hmm. especially when it comes in the form of uh. chocolate cheesy potatoes, mm. and a huge glass of Velvety Hansen's Dairy Whole Milk. Thank you very much. Mm. Nice. That's my TED Talk. Nice. <laughs> if you've been listening to this show, you have definitely heard us talking about Framebridge. Framebridge makes it super easy and affordable to frame your favorite things from art prints and posters to the travel photos sitting on your phone. Maybe a gal's poster that you got from the Wine and Crime live show Mm -hmm. that's signed. OMJ. All right, here's how it works. Just go to framebridge.com and upload your photo, or they'll send you packaging to safely mail in your physical pieces, preview your item online in any frame style, choose your favorite, or get free recommendations from their talented designers. The expert team at Framebridge will custom frame your item and deliver your finished piece directly to your door, ready to hang. I have done this so many times, y'all. Half of my walls are covered in Framebridge. Hard saying. You don't even need wallpaper. Seriously. No. Frames. I haven't painted a single thing in my house. I have just hung art. Framebridge. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I recently got our um, ketuba from our wedding framed, Mm -hmm. and I felt safe mailing in that very precious physical item because Framebridge takes such good care of your physical art pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, and then instead of the hundreds you'd pay at a framing store, their prices start at just $39 and all shipping is free. Plus, our listeners will get 15% off their first order at framebridge.com when they use our code GALS. Mm-hmm. So get started today. Frame your photos or send the perfect gift for weddings, Tubas, birthdays, and special events, a divorce. I love that idea. <laughs> Go to framebridge.com and use that promo code GALS, and you'll save an additional 15% off of your first order. Again, just go to framebridge.com, promo code GALS. One more time, framebridge.com, promo code GALS. Treat your walls. Trade them. Uh, your vacation called and ModCloth answered. <laughs> so start your summer plans off right with breezy tops and jumpsuits. You know I love a jumpsuit. Made for adventuring. Head-turning prints that bring the heat and size-inclusive swimwear designed for cooling off. So pull your suitcase out from storage. ModCloth's fresh, feminine, and wearable style should be at the top of your packing list. Lounging by the local pool or at your own Airbnb pool in (laughs) Houston, possibly. (laughs) Sinking into the sand at a tropical locale, not Houston. Nab your perfect swimsuit in sizes from XXS to 4X for all of your H2O engagements. Love it. And as the temps continue to rise, you'll be needing effortless looks that you don't have to think twice about. From work-approved dresses to week worthy shorts and skirts to sunny accessories meet the styles that'll keep you cool if you couldn't guess we are currently on tour currently <laughs> in texas i previously went on mod cloth and 
got a uh, lot. I stocked. Breezy looks. Uh, <laughs> it's hot here. <laughs> so many breezy looks. My favorite piece, I kind of went the Amanda route and got a little crappy crap shirt. Yes, with a, always be cropping. With the moon cycles with, made out of cat faces. Yes. So cute. We love oh, that top. It's they got cute. a lot of cat stuff, which obviously keeps me coming back to ModCloth. Mm-hmm. ModCloth believes fashion should celebrate all women. And people who identify as women. That's why they're expanding their size range from double zero to 28. And if you have a question about fit, their team of mod stylists can hook you up with complimentary sizing and styling help. Mm. So hurry. This offer is only valid for a limited time to get 15% off your purchase of $100 or more, including all sale items. Go to modcloth.com, that's M-O-D-C-L-O-T-H.com, and enter code WINECRIME at checkout. So hurry to get an extra 15% off on all sale items through the end of July. Again, this offer is only valid for a limited time. To get 15% off your purchase of $100 or more, including all sale items, go to modcloth.com and enter code WINECRIME, one word, at checkout. Mm. Treat your bod, clod, your bod with mod. Now we're passing the hat like the conch. I'm not wearing that. Yes, you are. Yes, no. you, are. you ordered you, if, it. You got to wear it during your segment. <laughs> I this was the so rule that we good. made without consulting you until right now. Fuck up my, my bangs that I wet. cut myself in the hotel this morning. <laughs> I'm actually yeah. impressed. Thank you. I did not expect it to go that well. One eye, no depth perception. I cut my own And a bangs. pair of shears, rusty shears that somehow TSA let her bring on, but the Parmesan it was, was just, a problem. It was yeah. just nail clippers cutting her bangs. <laughs> It's just in a slightly scalloped pattern all across her forehead. That makes me sad. <laughs> oh my god! I in a desperate in a pinch. I would. Okay. <clears throat> Are we ready? No. And you didn't upload your notes to the drive, so oh, well. we're super not ready. Okay. Well, I'm just going to say, I'll just say photo when it's time for photos. Yeah. All right. Also, preface: if you have never seen the movie Drop Dead Gorgeous. You then you've misunderstood the assignment. You will not understand <laughs> the assignment. 45% of my case. <laughs> so, those of you who are in the know, you're I typically welcome. don't understand 45% of yeah. your case. So, <laughs> you'll just be on the same wavelength as me. I zone out about two thirds cool. of the way through. Yeah, Can we get a coloring sheet? Oh, God. <laughs> <Up here? laughs> Lucy in her natural state. Add it to our rider. We need coloring books and oh, markers. Yes. Mm-hmm. Only okay. one set. We okay. get it. You don't like to share. <laughs> the story of Lori Esker begins in the small town of Hatley, Wisconsin. Top of the Hatley to you. Hatley, Wisconsin. Sorry? 30 miles from Wausau? Wausau. Wausau. I Wausau. Well, I saw it differently. Mm-hmm. Um... Three thousand. That was actually really good. Thank I'm you. impressed. <laughs> Three thousand miles west of Peniston. Yes. <laughs> Wausau is the county seat of Marathon County, which, little known fact, is the most dairy intensive county in the state. Photo. Wow. That's Marathon County. The white one is Marathon <laughs> County. Dairy white. 
in this close-knit farming community, Lori photo. Yes. Mm -hmm. This is a historical image. Yeah, I didn't spring to buy the rights to the image. She sprung to screenshot the yeah, image. Yeah, hardcore. Oh, uh, I Lori want a perm was so considered bad. a eyebrows. sort of golden girl, the pretty daughter. It was the 80s. The pretty daughter of a local family. I mean, see past the hair, and that's a beautiful woman. She's a bad person, so I can make fun of her looks. That's oh. how it works. Oh, fuck um, this bitch. Still like her eyebrows. So she was the pretty daughter of a local family that traced its lineage back uh, in Wisconsin history back 110 years. To the first cow. (laughs) (laughs) In high school, she was a member of the National Honor Society, president of the student council, and the Lutheran Sisterhood Sisterhood Gun Gun Club. Club. I knew it. (laughs) Golmaskis. Not actually, but had to say it. God loves winners. <laughs> and held leadership positions in the 4-H club and was active in the FFA. <laughs> Literally, though, she was very active in the Future Farmers of America. Um, Did she kill Earl? <laughs> yeah, she killed someone. Oh, no. Um, yeah. She uh, also the future business leaders of America, but that was not to be in Lori's future. Um, <laughs> Lori owned a dozen or so dairy cows of her own that she took care of on weekends. And after graduating, joint custody. <laughs> every other weekend, every other Christmas, <laughs> never gets Easter. That's mom's holiday. <laughs> Don't take that away from her. It's mm-hmm. what she looks forward to all year. Yep. Um, After graduating in 1987, good year, she began attending the University of Wisconsin at River Falls. Oh, party school. Ever heard of it? Because I haven't. About 150 miles from home, where she planned to major in agriculture and communications. Around this time, she also began dating Bill Buss. Photo. Buss? Buss. He mm. appears to be on a witness stand. You know yeah. what? Couldn't get a lot of photos. Let's move on. That's a face I would sit on, though. He's cute. Yeah. He is. He is. Hundred percent. That nose. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Comes in handy. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. Be nosy. <laughs> Poke around down there. Get See what you find. Um, sniff all right. around. <laughs> sniff around. <laughs> Open all the drawers. <laughs> around. Tiny circles. Yeah, around. around. Lazy, <laughs> tiny circles. Uh, Bill was a young farmer in his mid-20s uh, from back home whose so good cows with his hands. had won prizes for milk productivity. Ugh. Yeah, they had. Yeah. Oh, look. Milk me. <laughs> That was a handshake that my dad and his friends (laughs) did in college. Do me. Yay. I was like, ick. I'm using that for the rest of my life. Your Cornell education brought you here. (laughs) Milk me. All right. Oh, he'd be so proud. (laughs) What? (laughs) 
back to the case. Lori was known as a popular pretty blonde. Bill was muscular, handsome, had a nose that just wouldn't quit. Um, and was boyish faced. So make him look like he just came in from snowmobiling, you know, red right nose, Right between the eyes. Cheeks. You don't see that too often. Um, it seemed at first to friends and neighbors like a natural, wholesome match. A dairy princess who a 2% found match. her dairy prince. Lori like eventually began keeping her dairy cows on Bill's farm. And Ooh. most weekends, she would make the long drive from River Falls to the farm to take, Living in sin. Mm-hmm, to take care of the cows and spell, spend time with Bill. Why buy the cow when you're fucking your boyfriend for free? <laughs> Why fuck the cow? Didn't your dad literally say that to you once when you wanted to move in with Corey? <laughs> no, that was with my high school boyfriend. Oh, okay. Oh. And I think my mom said it. <laughs> Hi, mom. <laughs> She's right, you know. <laughs> Lori came to view this arrangement as a sort of prelude to marriage, engaged to be engaged, if you will. Promise rings. (laughs) I wonder how this works out. Yeah. (laughs) While at school in River Falls, she spoke about Bill constantly to her friends, often referring to their plans to marry someday, and even window shopping for wedding dresses, which... Been there. Totally get... Rhymes with pan. (laughs) <laughs> Jan Yeah, boom Yeah, fuck Jan Fuck Jan, Jan. <laughs> Fran um, I had a fl- <laughs> What? Oh, yes, <laughs> fuck Stan I am too good for Stan <laughs> Also, I love you, thank you <laughs> <laughs> About a year and a half after she began dating Bill in the summer of 89, Lori was crowned the Dairy Princess of Marathon County. She peaked. She peaked. <laughs> Nowhere to go but down. Yeah. Side note, I literally Googled, quote, what it takes to be a dairy princess. And there was literally an article titled, What It Takes to Be a Dairy Princess. You have to be a bovine. (laughs) Photo. Four legs and hooves. Oh, so this is not oh. Lori. This Diane is... was a little hippie back then. Yeah. <laughs> she had a big ass then. Still She's got fit. a big ass now. <laughs> oh my god, uh, culottes. Okay, so I want every one of these dresses. Yeah, yeah. so bad, and all of the hair. So this is yeah. what the article said. <clears throat> For the past half century, a group of judges has been selecting a wholesome young woman, a.k.a. white, because it was Wisconsin in the 60s. Is it hot in here? From this milky white county we're talking about. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) From the community to be the face of the local dairy industry. Wow. To become the dairy princess. 
A girl has to be between 16 and 21 years old. The age of consent, and mm-hmm. it ends when you're 21. Right, no more consent. Because you're expired then, like Done. milk. Yep. <laughs> Your life is over. Oh, God. And has to compete in a pageant where she is judged on her public speaking ability, her general poise, and her or knowledge milking. of dairy products. Nice. I could be the dairy princess. <laughs> my knowledge of dairy products is extensive. My, my, my yeah. husband was just visiting my whole family in Minnesota. Like one day, he like, he's from Brooklyn. He's from Brooklyn. New and York. One, and one day he pulled me aside and was like, the variety of cheeses that have been mentioned. <laughs> just I, organically, just in conversation. Yeah. Asiago, Havarti. Like there were like Gouda, so many goat, types that he had just Parmesan, never heard of. String. Rohypnol, <laughs> diazepam. <laughs> Aged, aged. Can I, can I just point out the name at the bottom of this photo is Carol <laughs> Hurlbutt? <laughs> Which, if there was a name for a cheese princess, Hurlbutt. it's Hurlbutt. It's Carol. It's okay. Carol. <laughs> also, just signed our marriage license, and the woman, <laughs> the woman at the like DMV or wherever you go to get it signed, the DMV, DMV. whatever. <laughs> The courthouse. You need to move back to the States. <laughs> She's forgetting the English language. <laughs> it was the astronaut who signed it. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> her name was Cheryl. S-H-I-R-L. Cheryl. For Cheryl. It's like in Broad City when they go get the package on that island and they get it from a woman named Gerald. <laughs> Cheryl and Gerald. Cheryl. I love Cheryl. I'm naming my firstborn Cheryl. Uh, Cheryl Dust. Damien Faye and Cheryl Dust. Damien Faye, Cheryl Dust. And Wendell. <laughs> Tuna. Tuna and Barbie Joe. <laughs> Barbie Joe. You're gonna Barbie have to Joe. have a lot of kids. Okay. Or one kid oh. with a really bad childhood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. like that idea. <laughs> okay. All right. Back to the Dairy Princess. Sure. So, as it so happens, this high point in her life as the golden girl of the farming community, Golden Cheryl, and attending. <laughs> Over 100 events as the Dairy Princess, they keep them busy, coincided with a low point in her relationship with Bill Buss. Uh-oh. Did he fuck her cows? Oh, my God. I... Every single one of my live showcases is bestiality. bestiality. She's got a fetish. This is like number six, though, honestly. <laughs> So Bill began pulling away from the relationship, and in June, dairy month of all months. <laughs> How could you? He invited, her, <laughs> he invited her to a dance where he told her he was no longer interested in dating her. I mean, been there. But like, fair enough. Not all relationships are meant to last. It's fine. He fell for that heifer next door. A <laughs> <laughs> little bit, a little bit. She can have him. <laughs> Lori did not take the news well and... Did not take kindly to it. No, she was a little cuckoo bananas. Yes. 
She was still keeping her cows at Bill's farm, and she used this as an excuse to show up at his home unannounced frequently. For sure. For sure. On more than one occasion, she surprised Bill in his bedroom late at night. To check on the cows. It's reasonable. (laughs) Wearing lingerie and making aggressive sexual advances in attempt to regain his affection. Oh, that'll work. To be clear, that's rape. Yeah. 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 It's assault. Don't do that. Yeah. No means no, no matter what you're packing. Don't surprise anyone while they're sleeping with aggressive sexual advances. Unless they're like, hey babe, would you please surprise me while I'm sleeping with aggressive sexual advances? And in that case... Between the hours of 4 and 7 a.m. Get it in writing. Yeah, exactly. Let me sign this disclosure Mm -hmm. form. I hate when guys are like, I would totally be chill with you waking me up with a blowjob. And I'm like, I am not risking that knee to the face when you're like (laughs) shocked out of a night terror with your dick in my mouth. Hard pass. My uncle, who was special forces. My uncle, not to me. How is this segue appropriate? My uncle, who was a Green Beret, he was special forces, whatever, whatever. (laughs) He had been through like traumatic training. And one time my aunt tried to wake him up. I don't know if it was for sex or not. I'm not sure. It was for sex. Duh. It was to milk his cows. (laughs) (laughs) It was to check on the cows. And he he karate chopped her. Yeah, I'm not getting yeah. karate chopped. My Especially dad punched my mom in the face. <laughs> oh, yeah, my mom. He was asleep, but like he drew blood. Yeah, he didn't. It's the first time he struck her. He didn't mean it. <laughs> oh my never god. Happened again. Okay, it's not funny. It's not, not funny. funny. <laughs> As the summer, she's, fine. she's right there. As the summer drew to a close, like this joke. Bill confided in a friend that he planned to propose to Lisa Chahasky. That little bitch. A former girlfriend as well as a former high school classmate of Lori's. Bill stealing slut. So Bill had dated Lisa before he dated Lori. And according to Lisa's friends... um, The reason they broke up initially was because she was not interested in farm life. She had ambition beyond the farm, although farming is great. Um, And she wanted to become a travel agent. Oh, nice. Um, A co-host of a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And that this had been a point of contention for the young couple and led to their initial parting of ways. But... They rekindled the relationship. She came back ready to milk. (laughs) Came crawling back after failing as a travel agent. And resigned herself to living on a farm. It's hard work. It is hard work. You can marry a a farmer and be a travel agent. You can have it all. Can you, though? You are a woman. (laughs) You can breastfeed a baby human and a tiger. (laughs) I believe in you. Formula for both. Um, <laughs> so Bill planned to give Lisa an engagement ring as a birthday present on October 25th, her 22nd birthday. So Ugh. things are moving fast. Don't get engaged when you're 22. Don't get engaged when you're 32. Don't get engaged. <laughs> Elope. Yeah. On, on 
September 21st, not long after Bill had confided his marriage plans to a friend, Lisa was found strangled in her car in the parking lot of a Howard Johnson motel. A hojo? Airport hojo? By the airport? An airport hojo, if Wausau has an airport, but probably doesn't. An airstrip hojo? An airstrip hojo. Oh, no, Joe. Oh, no, no Joe. Joe. <laughs> airstrip hojo is Amanda's nickname after getting uh, a whack. <laughs> There's no airstrip. It's all hardwood. It's definitely a hojo, though. Goodbye, Earl. It's linoleum. Uh, where she worked as an assistant sales and catering manager to travel agents. Um, Police initially indicated to the press that they were considering both male and female suspects. Or neither, neither or both. Right. Get with the times, police. It was 89. It's the 60s. Oh, it's 89. It was the 60s. (laughs) We were alive. Um, And within days, (laughs) they brought Lori in for questioning photo. I told you I zone out. Oh, no. Look at that hair. Is that her on the left? Yeah. That's yeah. a breakup haircut if yeah. I ever saw it. My I'm mom. bleaching it. I'm getting bangs, and he can fuck right off. My mom really looked exactly like this. I just dyed my hair blue. Time. Everybody calm down. She has, like, three platinum <laughs> records, though. You know it. Yeah. Yeah. She's also ripped. Look at her forearm muscle. She strangled true. that woman. Oh, yeah. yeah. Those are strangling arms. Yeah. Milk and udders, strangling Milking people. and strangling. Yeah. Wrangling and strangling. Wrangling, milking, and strangling. <laughs> so she was questioned without a lawyer at the sheriff's headquarters where she admitted to a sheriff's deputy that she had rented a car on September 20th and drove 150 miles from River Falls back to Wausau to speak, to speak with Lisa. With her hands. She mm. had a car. She rented a different car to drive there. Suspicious. Um, Lori stated that she had confronted Lisa in the motel, the Hojo parking lot, as, the airport. She, as she left for work, and that the two women had agreed to get into Lisa's car to talk. So they're getting into the victim's car. According to a report by the sheriff's deputy, Lori implied to Lisa that she was pregnant with Bill's child. Not true. Oh, dangerous ground, Lori. At which point the conversation turned heated. Lori admitted to taking a belt that had been lying in the backseat of Lisa's car... And I have a lot of belts in my car, though. I really Your do. car is disgusting. It's disgusting. But, like, <laughs> while I'm driving, I'm usually also eating Taco Bell. And if I'm wearing a belt, the belt just gets to be too cumbersome for all the chalupas I'm eating. And she has 46 belts in her back. A, a typical move is, like, chalupa in one hand, driving with my knee, whipping off the belt with the other hand. Followed and, by the bra. I and that's wish. why I have lost my license in the state of Minnesota. <laughs> Just kidding, I didn't. <sighs> you will. Um, Yet. It's a matter of time. It's she a matter of hours. She doesn't have a side mirror. I can't. 
Just on the driver's side, I don't okay. need that one. <laughs> so Whatever, she, you don't have a side mirror in your face when your eyes isn't working. That's true. Bitch! You can't even mold a triceratops out of clay. <laughs> The fan was really hard on the peripheral vision. (laughs) Um, Okay, so she strangles her with a belt in the victim's car. Not good. Um, She claimed she could not tell if Lisa was dead or just passed out, so she held a compact mirror to her nose. Oh, good trick. Good move. Good trick. Yeah. Upon discovering that Lisa was not breathing, Lori told the sheriff's deputy she thought, quote, oh my God, I've killed her. I don't know what I'm going to do. I didn't mean to hurt her. Her parents are going to think I did it on purpose. Because you did. Because you rented a car and drove there. (laughs) At this point in the questioning, the sheriff's deputy asked her to demonstrate what happened during the struggle. He later wrote that the Dairy Princess was, quote, not at all shy or hesitant in how she did this. As a matter of fact, she had me off my chair and up against the wall in the interview room. <laughs> okay. Photo. Histrionic. My Lord. Aggressive yes. sexual advances. Yeah. Aggressive collar on that dress. Yeah. Lori Esker, he concluded, is, quote, a strong, powerful woman. Mm. With a strong, powerful hair silhouette. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Hair like a helmet. (laughs) When Lori left Lisa's car, she took the belt slash murder weapon with her, as well as a ring from Lisa's finger. The engagement ring, you think, maybe? Well, maybe so she thought it was the engagement ring? She mistakenly assumed it was the engagement ring, but Bill had not proposed yet because he was going to propose the following month. So she just Lazy took bastard. a random ring off of this woman's Shit finger. Shit her, get off the pot, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag propose Bill. Bill. No. <laughs> God. We're not Which is triggering because I'm currently dating someone named oh, Bill. Shit, I forgot. <laughs> it's not that serious yet. It's new. It's new. <laughs> it's shit. brand new. They're fresh lovers. No hashtags. We all see where that went last time. <laughs> he also listens. Like he listened before you started he dating. You will hear this episode. Hi, Bill. Hi, Bill. <laughs> My arp, oh my God, the whole audience saying hi, Bill. Hi, Bill. He's going to fucking kill me. (laughs) He's so shy. He's so shy. He's really, he's painfully shy. It's not that painful. Okay. So Lori, who Bill did not propose to, uh, then drove back to River Falls and threw the belt (laughs) into an incinerator chute. Oh, yeah. That's not suspicious in any way. In her dorm building. Okay, why? What? Why is there an incinerator? I think that's just, it's the 60s. It's the 80s. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's the 60s. Wild times. Well, and we she, know that even a crematorium doesn't get rid of metal. Sure so don't. That was right. a stupid move on her part. Right. The buckle, baby. Belt. The buckle. And then she threw the ring into a trash barrel at a convenience store. What a trash churl at a convenience store. <laughs> trash churl. <laughs> Poor churl. She was lovely. Shirl. She was a lovely woman. Coral. Carol. <laughs> the, the murder and Lori's confession stunned the town of Wassa mm. and the surrounding rural communities. Rural. Many people. Rural. <laughs> the rural. The rural juror. Juror. <laughs> Many people interviewed by the press following the arrest es- expressed shock and disbelief, stating that they had never seen signs of a temper in the Dairy Princess. The communal wine just proves too tempting for, for some, some of them. them. It's Others, cutthroat. It's cutthroat. <laughs> Others, however, did not seem so surprised. Quote, when they said a woman suspect, a lot of us thought Lori said <laughs> narc Jennifer Van Order. <laughs> <laughs> said either one of us at Kenyon's trial. <laughs> Not shocking. Not surprising. We saw this coming. We should have warned you. Female suspect, I have a lead. Mm. Um, (laughs) So Jennifer had attended high school with both women. Lori was charged with first-degree murder, which in Wisconsin at the time in the 80s, not the 60s, carried a a mandatory life sentence and... Most devastatingly of all. Taking away her crown as the dairy princess? For real? <laughs> she... I was she making a joke. She was forced to resign her title as dairy queen at the time of her oh, arrest. Oh, my God. I got made just into tin cans. They're ripping her sash off. Yeah. Her tassing her crown. Had to turn it in for scrap. Yeah. <laughs> Had to turn it in for scrap metal. Didn't even get to keep my damn tiara. It's best to turn with it in for scrap. lots of butter. You um, need to watch Trapped in Gorgeous. It's so good. All right. The prosecution argued that Lori, driven by jealousy, had plotted Lisa's murder and conducted a, quote, mission of secrecy when she made the 150-mile drive to the motel. The DA cited as evidence of premeditation her choice to rent a car rather than drive her own. Check. As well as what seemed to be an attempt to set up an alibi... She called a friend the night of September 20th and left a message stating, quote, Hi, this is Lori. I am going to the library. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Maybe I will talk to you later. Weirdest message ever. Hi, this is Lori. I've been abducted by aliens. aliens. I am they human occupy man. my body as host. The defense did not dispute that Lori had killed Lisa, but sought to prove that she had not planned the crime and thus was innocent of first-degree murder. But she did, though. Yeah. 
even suggesting that the killing could have been an act of self-defense. Okay, a belt around the neck is not an act With of self-defense. With forearms. She rented a car. Yeah, look at the, uh, Go back. Go, go. No, forward, forward. There they are. Where? Oh, yes. Yeah. She looks like Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> Not to be confused with Cold Stone, Stone Steve, Steve Austin, Austin, which I accidentally referenced yesterday. <laughs> Cold Stone should do an ad with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Hello. Trademarked. Okay. Hello. Crucial to the defense's case was the fact that Lori did not bring a weapon with her, that the belt had been in the backseat of Lisa's filthy car. Yeah, but she's got two tickets to the gun show. She would have just used her bare hands. Right. Who needs a belt? That was just an act of convenience. You only get those forearms from, like, scraping ice cream on, like, a cold Like, the the use of the belt is, like, when you get to the airport and you notice that somebody hasn't put away a luggage cart that costs 50 cents. And you're like, oh, bonus. And then you just use the cart. Like, that was the belt. The belt was the cart. Yeah, she was going to do it one way or the other, but this just eased it. Yeah. Yeah. Hurting Lori's case even further, a friend and classmate at River Falls named Tammy Zach, she loved a good smoke after a thresher <laughs> ride, <laughs> Tammy, <laughs> went on the... <laughs> when I, I, know, I told you, you're not going to understand 45% of my This is not 45%, case. this is like 75%. <laughs> Way more. Yeah, it's exactly. <laughs> Watch Drop Dead Gorgeous what and then F- have a good smoke after a thresher ride. Oh, Jesus. Uh, right. Went on the stand to describe uh, Lori's, quote, obsessive love for Bill. She stated that Lori just didn't want to break up and that she would talk about Bill every day. And Tammy also testified. That knows. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to talk about Bill every I'm, day. I, yeah. I'm going to think about him. My husband has a better nose. He really does. I'm jealous of you and your husband's nose. He knows it. Okay. (laughs) Um, Thank you for humoring me. Tammy also testified that Lori had called her late at night on September 20th and described a physical altercation with Lisa during which she claimed Lisa had fainted. Mm. Bill took the stand as well and described Lori's repeated sexual advances slash attempted rape after the breakup, as well as a day in early September when she had shown up on his farm demanding to know if the proposal rumors were true and asking him if Lisa was pregnant. So she's really into the pregnancy piece. Sometimes people just don't like you. Sometimes people just eat too much and wear tight-fitting dresses and look a little bit far along. Sometimes that's just where my body stores its resources. (laughs) Lay off. Don't ask me if I'm pregnant unless you're seeing a head coming out of the vagina. Thank you. Unless I'm getting, like, x-rays, it's none of your goddamn business. Sometimes I just bought a new bra and my boobs look bigger because they fit better in my shirt. Men in the audience and folks who identify as... When you're a woman in your 30s, you get asked about pregnancy, like, daily. 11 times a day. Like, what it's the not fuck? Cool. Lay off. I've I'm, gotten really into laughing in people's faces and then saying I'm not having kids. And then them going, did something happen? And we go, yeah, I made a choice. I like money. Yeah. yeah. 
living the my planet life. Is dying. I like money. I like sleep, and I'll never love anyone more than I love myself. <laughs> Sorry. And we're already putting an impossible strain on our natural resources. Hello. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to have kids. I'm just not going to have them now. And also, once this actually happened, and I was like a size six. Yeah, fuck that shit. This it's happened. Also nobody's fucking business. It's nobody's nobody's fucking I don't business. care if you're a size 600. Don't fucking ask me if I'm pregnant. Right. But also, I was presented with a gift, <laughs> a wrapped gift. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yes. Because someone because a classroom of children in China that I was teaching English to assumed I was pregnant. There's a different set yep. of social cues Burn in it mainland all that we learned as teachers. Not pregnant, just hate it here and am coping with sugar and carbs. Yeah. Literally every day of my diabetic ass life. Yeah. Can you open this for me? <laughs> yes, honey. Thank you. Okay, so women after... supporting women. After seven <laughs> hours of deliberation, the jury found Lori Esker, disgraced dairy princess... <laughs> dairy queen. Guilty of first-degree murder. Lisa Chahasky's family was interviewed leaving the courthouse, and her father stated that, quote, Lori has always had to be number one, and she got number one. God yeah. loves a winner. As in murder one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Yeah. At her sentencing hearing, Lori apologized to the Chahasky family and pleaded for leniency. The judge sentenced her to life in prison, but made her eligible for parole in 13 years, nine months. So that came up the 70s. The gestational period of the baby I'm never having. (laughs) 13. Are you a giraffe? 13 years, years, nine months. Nine months. The Chahasky family filed a wrongful death lawsuit against Lori Esker in order to prevent her profiting from her crime. I think there are laws in place that prevent that, but maybe it's state by state. I don't know. Lori had been approached almost immediately with offers to purchase the rights to her story, which, in her defense, she did refuse. (laughs) She already had that dairy money. She didn't need any more. Well, she didn't need to refuse because I had already purchased the rights. Yeah, you wish. (laughs) NBC. C did air a fictionalized version of the story in oh. 1995 oh. photo. Is that Stevie Nicks or Nancy Grace? It's Courtney Thorne Smith. It's Duh. Nancy Grace. It's playing. Courtney it's, it's Thorne a, Smith. It's a young Nancy Grace. Uh, it does look like young Nancy Grace. It really Grace. does. The, she's Nancy and she's Grace. She's movie. Miss United States. Also Transformer in the front. I don't get it. I don't know. The movie is entitled, quote, Beauty's Revenge Midwest Midwest Obsession. Obsession. (laughs) Yes. I want that hat. My new obsession. Uh, Bill later married a legal secretary. She's no travel agent, but he took what he could get. Um... And a few years after Lori's, uh, this happened a few years after Lori's conviction, but he told the press at the time, quote, it's not totally behind me, perhaps it never will be. Oh. Lori Esker has not been granted parole. She was most recently eligible in 2017, but was denied. Oh. And that Ooh. is my case. 
Brava. Care Of is a subscription service that delivers vitamins and supplements customized for your specific health needs. You take a short quiz and answer questions about your diet, lifestyle, fitness, what's that, and health goals. <laughs> and Care Of puts together a personalized plan just for you. And it is summer, so give yourself support this season with a little boost. Whether you're looking for energy, better sleep, something to help maintain stress, yes, so please. you don't give yourself a bald spot like I did. Classic. Or something else to make you feel your healthiest. So Care Of's fun online quiz asks you about your diet, health goals, lifestyle choices. So, you know, if you are vegetarian or vegan, um, if you need digestive support, whatever. And it only takes five minutes to find your personal, scientifically backed vitamin and supplement recommendations. I am a huge vitamin and supplements fanatic. Um, and with Carab's quiz, I still was able to find a couple things that I had not heard of before, but I'm so happy to be taking now. And I definitely feel the care of difference. Yes, care of makes taking care of your health so easy, so convenient. You can modify your subscription at any time when your needs or preferences change. And like Kenyon said, vegan and vegetarian supplement options are available to match your dietary needs to ensure that you are getting the right nutrients that you need for those specific diets. Mm, love it. So for 25% off your first care of order, go to takecareof.com and enter our promo code GALS. Again, that is for 25% off your first care of order by going to takecareof.com and entering GALS. Treat yo bod. Most working parents worry about their kids or their pets or both every minute of the day. You are more at ease and more focused when you know that your kids, parents, pets, and home are well cared for. The peace of mind is priceless, and it is less expensive than you think. Mm -hmm. Care.com is the world's largest digital marketplace for finding and managing family care. At Care.com, you can find care for everyone in the family, whether you need child care while you're at work or want to line up a date night sitter or maybe a dog sitter when you're on tour, Care.com is there for you. You can find sitters and nannies, housekeepers, dog walkers, senior care, tutors, errand runners, and more full-time, part-time, anytime. Like we've mentioned before, we are on tour. We have pets. I have a dog. Dogs need to be walked. Mm -hmm. I was able to use Care.com to find find someone who could supplement my existing dog care while we're on the road, and it has been an absolute blessing. So using care.com makes life simpler for families everywhere, even dog families. At care.com, you can find and book and pay for care all in one place. It is so convenient. Care.com makes it easy to take care of all of your household employer obligations, including nanny taxes with care.com home pay, and care.com provides access to a variety of background check options you can purchase to help you make the best hiring decision. Join for free as a basic member and start searching for great local caregivers. Once you upgrade to premium membership, you can reach out to them, schedule interviews, and even book and pay for care online or through the app. 
So to save 30% off a Care.com premium membership, visit Care.com forward slash gals, G-A-L-S, when you subscribe. Again, save 30% off a Care.com premium membership by visiting Care.com forward slash gals, G-A-L-S, when you subscribe. Treat mm. yo life. Treat it. Away knows that everyone has a different travel style. Like Kenyon has eight bags that she brings with her. I typically have one. Lucy falls somewhere in the middle. That's why they make their carry-on in an array of colors, two different sizes, and two materials, a strong yet flexible polycarbonate and an anodized aluminum. Come on now. I have the bigger carry-on and the medium that I check. My God, it's a blessing. The bigger carry-on is the same as their regular carry-on, but sized up to make the most out of the overhead bin. And I have fit, I kid you not, mm-hmm. like two weeks worth of clothes in there. You granted so much in the bigger carry-on. Granted, most of my shirts are half the size, but <laughs> I'm just saying you can fit a lot in there. Your goat skull fit in there. Correct. It has a lightweight and durable shell that's made to last for a lifetime of travel. There's a 100-day trial that lets you try any away product on the road. I love that so much. And a limited lifetime warranty means they'll fix or replace your bag if it ever gets damaged. The built-in compression pad, which is in the bigger carry-on and it's also in the medium and I think in the large and all of those too, it makes packing, it's completely changed how I pack. It's unbelievable. It allows you to fit more stuff in your bag. It's amazing. And there's a range of unique personalization offerings, including hand painting. There are four 360-degree spinner wheels that guarantee a smooth ride, and if you've seen any of our social media, you know those wheels work. It's like butter. TSA-approved combination locks to keep your belongings safe, an optional ejectable battery to keep your phone charged, and one of my favorite things, it's such a small detail, but the removable laundry bag to separate dirty clothes from clean clothes is so clutch, I can't even. Mm-hmm. These suitcases are designed to last a lifetime, and I travel a lot. I've put mine through the works. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if any part of your suitcase breaks, Away's standout customer service team will arrange to have it fixed or replaced ASAP. There's also a 100-day trial on everything Away makes, so you can take it out on the road, like when you're touring, mm-hmm. and live with it, travel with it, get lost with it. Add it to your Instagram story. Oh, yes. <laughs> if you decide it's not for you, you can return any non-personalized item for a full refund, no ifs, ands, or asterisks. Mm-mm. And there's free shipping on any Away order within the contiguous U.S., Europe, and Australia. Oh, so cool. Get away offline, too. You want to see it for yourself? You can shop everything away at their stores in New York, Austin, (gasps) L.A., San Francisco, (gasps) Boston, Chicago, and London. They keep adding more stores, and I love it. The next tour is going to be an away bag tour. We're only going to cities with an away store. (laughs) (laughs) So for $20 off a suitcase, visit awaytravel.com forward slash gals20 and use the promo code gals20 during checkout. Again, that is $20 off a suitcase. Suitcase. Visit awaytravel.com forward slash gals20 and use that promo code gals20 during checkout. Treat yo entire life. Treat yo travel. Uh, we are discussing the tale of Harvey and Jeanette Cruz. Photo, please. Uh, she looks strikingly like Bill Hader. Yeah. <laughs> In a good way. But she's dead, so let's be nice. It's fine. It's fine. So we will have to rattle the drags, which is New Zealand for hurry up. 
to get through this one in the time allotted because this is an epic tale of woe, mayhem, and deception that rattled New Zealand to its kiwi-flavored foundations. <laughs> Yum. This is the sad story of Harvey Jeanette and baby Rochelle Cruz. The baby is fine. Are Harvey and Jeanette Harvey, people? comma, Jeanette. Okay. No animals Sorry. were harmed in the no making of No animals or babies were harmed in the making of this case. Um, also, quick note. During research, I saw a picture of Harvey and Jeanette's gravestone photo. And um, Jeanette's name is misspelled on her tombstone. No. It's supposed to be two N's, not one. Oh, no. Yeah. So, spell like, check. peer review, spell check. Okay, new dream job, being a proofreader, yep. copy editor at a funeral home. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Your and destiny. This isn't even close to the worst thing that's happened to this poor woman, but it's like the poop cherry on top of a shit cake, so I had to mention it. Poor Jeanette. So as a prelude to this story, in 1962, Jeanette's father gets snagged for 10,000 pounds worth of tax evasion. And in 1962, 10,000 pounds could be literally any amount of money. There's no way to know. Yeah. 43 $3. billion. dollars. billion. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and he is forced to sell a half share of his large dairy farm to his wealthy ex-wife. If Jeanette Ooh. were a country. Yeah. <laughs> She'd be the number one provider of dairy in the world. That's, I, she's dead. That's sad. I'm sorry. Um, fast forward to 1970 when Harry, Jeanette, and their 18-month-old baby daughter, Rochelle, are living on their successful farm in Pukekawa, nailed it, New Zealand. It's fine. And are about to be given the half share in her father's farm, which is literally next door to their own. So the two farms are next door. Tax evasion father had to give half share of his farm to his ex-wife. And she was about to inherit that half share as well. So, like, everything's going really well. Jeanette and Harvey are, like, set up for success. Jeanette's mother gives this share, half of ownership in her father's farm, to Jeanette as a way to even the score against Jeanette's father, whose name is Leonard M. Demler. Sometimes we call him Len. Sometimes we just call him Demler, because fuck this guy. And it's a saucy family drama. So Jeanette's mother cut Jeanette's sister from her will. Don't worry, I didn't follow this either. So Jeanette's father, Len, cut Jeanette out of his will in response. So Jeanette's mom gave Jeanette half of his farm. Don't ask me to repeat it. Just bear with me. Basically, they were all feeling some bad blood and were fighting with wills and property because that's what white people do when they're angry and when they're rich. Um, But Jeanette's mother definitely won when she gave half ownership of Len's farm where he now lived alone and, like, sad to (laughs) the daughter that he had himself cut out of his will. Maybe he was very fulfilled. Maybe he wasn't and let the story unfold. (laughs) So around the same time that Harvey and Jeanette Cruz notice some little odds and ends missing from their farm. Like, you know... An N. A cow. A cow here and there. A shovel. This hat. Random shit that, like, what even is in a barn? Like, something that would be in a barn. Like, a hay bale is gone. Who even knows? Some rope. A length of rope. Yes. Then someone set a series of fires on their property, one of which actually destroys one of their barns. Not good. Yeah. How many barns do they have? I mean, it's a a massive dairy farm in New Zealand. Like, it's huge. Oh, okay. 
Um, the burglaries, arson, and trespassing go on, and there are even reports from a pair of elderly neighbors that someone cut Jeanette's brakes clean through. Oh. But this report would only service 40 years later because Jeanette and Harry Cruz just never reported it. They were like, eh, brakes go bad, I guess. It's fine. It's <laughs> New Zealand. There are like a bunch of weird coincidences yeah, happening on your property. Like, just fucking report it. It's not a coincidence. So, these incidents escalate until one day, Harry and Jeanette come back to their farm to find smoke emanating from their home and enter to find a large pile of their baby daughter Rochelle's clothes set ablaze in a bedroom, which is fucking gross and creepy. Was the baby? That's like too much. The baby's fine. Okay. That's like too much even for like a lifetime It's creepy. And clearly a calculated move, like who just accidentally sets a mountain of clothes on fire unless you're in my apartment and it's the mountain that's on my floor and you're yeah, like smoking weed and then you ash into the mountain and then it's <laughs> on fire. And this definitely didn't happen and I definitely didn't get my security deposit back and everything's fine. <laughs> but I live alone, so my clothes starting on fire are totally different than a family with a baby and yeah. only the baby's clothes starting on fire. And nobody's smoking weed in that house. They're dairy farmers. You I'm guys gonna, don't smoke weed. I'm g- <laughs> You're good, wholesome, middle America. 2%. 2% weed. Weed also kind of <laughs> smells like cow dung in fairness. I mean, I smoke it, but it kind of smells like cow dung. I don't care what it smells like. What? Give it to me. You got to get some better weed, girlfriend. So... Yeah. June 22nd, 1970, Len Demler, Jeanette's father, is contacted by an alarmed neighbor. It seems that Harry and Jeanette, Cruz, have not answered their phone in several days, and no one has seen them since the 17th. Now it's the 22nd. Their newspaper letters and milk deliveries, which, like, I love that they're getting milk deliveries, and they have cows on their fucking farm. farm. They're like, we don't want to deal with it. Deliver the milk. They gotta get it pasteurized. I get it. They want the end product, and then they're giving out the new... I get it, I I get it. I get it. Although, have you ever had fresh milk? No. Like, straight out the teat? It's good. Yeah, at the Minnesota State Fair. I want my milk to be pale white water. You want that... That's you want that you're a monster. Hot, off, white shit. You're a monster. Yeah. Yeah. No. Thin, I like my milk watery. body temperature, the body of a cow, and thick. I want to chew on it. Straight out the No, tea. I hate milk. That was a total lie that I just told you and you all bought it. Okay. I wasn't lying. So, obviously shit's like stacking up and people are like, oh, they're not home. Um... Demler, Len, Len Demler, arrives at the home to find it empty, the furniture rearranged, and a considerable amount of blood spattered around the house. He also finds baby Rochelle wailing in her bed. Very much alive, but crying. Really concerned about her clothes. Yeah. Like, they're all burned. Rochelle is a fashionista. She's a maximista. Yep, there it is. Len then leaves the crying child and heads off to run an errand. Fucking men. As you do. Well, fucking men. Fucking men, but I also feel like this detail comes back into a theory toward the end that we will discuss. He later returns with a friend to go looking for his daughter and her husband, though he mentions nothing of the blood to this friend. He's just (laughs) like, oh, all their shit stacked up on their front stoop. I went to check on them. They're not home. Let's go take a peek. I left the baby. I left NBD. a baby. A screaming baby in a puddle of My blood. My grandchild. Everything's fine. Let's go look for them. Well, 
Well, she was on her period. Yeah. That and that's how it works. It sprays out your mouth. Yeah. For people with who don't have periods, that's how it works. That's why women can't be president. Yeah, because all the blood comes out of their brain and through their it vagina. It would inhibit the diplomatic process. Yeah. yeah, we get it. That's why Kenyon voted for Trump. Um, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. She didn't. She didn't. I hate that so much. She y'all. didn't do it. I really hate she that. She has joke. her master's degree in like politics. She's the hardest left-leaning liberal I've ever met. I got That's both of these so bitches into the Democratic Party. Okay, That's cute. Took a Actually, lot of before too. we met, I was fighting with our friend Courtney on the bus about the Bush versus Oh fuck, I'm drunk. Yeah, good one. Gore. Yeah, real political. Gore. Next. I was in fourth grade, you bitch. <laughs> and second of all, who's the one who created the internet and global warming? Al Gore. Gore. The Bush-Gore debate, and I was Team Gore, and then I turned to the foggy bus window and drew a sperm on it. So you did not get me into democratic politics. That was literally Sexual health care for all, go Gore. Go Gore. He invented the internet. Okay. He's going to jump into the race any day now. He's coming back. This Only is our year. Yeah. Four more years. We need another candidate. So, okay. So they go looking for the daughter and the husband. He doesn't talk about the blood. It's like this totally fucked up thing. And after coming up empty, he finally comes back to get the baby. So they've been gone all day. Baby Rochelle is just hanging in her crib. And brings her, not to his place, as the grandfather of this child to care for her, but drops her off with a neighbor. Ugh. Real stand-up gentleman. Hope he treats his cows better. Oh, that next photo. I skipped this. So this is the crime scene in the house, but it's it literally it wasn't the sixties, but it is was the seventies. St- is that streak blood? Yeah, I think it's blood. I, I mean, there's it's black and white, so it's hard to tell, and it's like the seventies, so shag carpet, like it's impossible. Next picture. <clears throat> they may maybe just recently vacuumed. A hundred percent. So word gets out in the farm community that the crews are missing. Look how tall that guy is. He's so tall. <laughs> Towering, like is he standing on a log? I don't know. Look at the bucket hat. There's no way to know. There's so many things. The striped concern. This photo is so silly. It's so (laughs) fucking silly. It's New Zealand. Like everything's a comedy show. He kind of looks like Putin. (laughs) Everything. He totally does. Everything is flight of the Concords. (laughs) Yeah, and like this man's hair is just inexplicably wet. Why are you so uh, wet? I mean, my hair's in it. Yeah, but that guy was not. Wet. That guy was not wearing a foam cheese hat. Thirteen no, seconds they before just the show. They know that they just uh, traded hats. Yeah, no. You know what? You're onto something. That's a good theory. So word gets out that the crews are missing, and a horde of well-meaning individuals descend on the property before police can arrive and proceed to destroy or at least modify every piece of forensic evidence that could have been gathered outside the house. So if you see a crime that has just recently taken place, call the authorities and don't fucking go near it. Lick everything. Lick everything. Get the skin under your fingernails and then stand back at a distance. I mean, it was the 80s. Yeah. (laughs) The blood inside of the house is matched to Harvey Cruz and Jeanette, and brain fragments are found on Harvey's armchair. Don't look so happy about it, Lucy. <laughs> Jesus, the joy on her face. That was chilling. Oh, you're so <laughs> awful. So there's enough blood that authorities consider them both very dead. 
Baby Rochelle's state of health also raised a lot of questions. The baby suffered symptoms indicating that she had not eaten much, maybe not anything in like that five-day period <gasps> where nobody was picking five them up. But, days? but this is solids, eaten much, but would definitely have received fluids at some point during that five days when like the crews milk? were clearly not in the house. Like any kind of fluids, like even water. Milk? She's about a year Skim? old. So she could be drinking water 1%? at that point. Let's just call it milk because it's dairy price. Whole almond, soy. A baby can't go more than cauliflower. Oh my god, I hate you both so much. Yeah, great. Any of these things would apply. (laughs) Beer. A baby really can't go more than forty-eight hours without fluids, so somebody had to have fed that baby or give like given it water, milk, something. A witness later testifies to having seen an unknown woman on the property on July 19th. Now, they didn't start looking for the cruise. The father didn't start looking for the cruise until the 22nd. So, like, July 19th, okay. But this is very shaky information. Nobody can corroborate it. We all know that eyewitness testimony is not actually sound in any way, shape, or form. Could have been a different day. It could have been a different person. Like, who fucking knows? Who fucking knows? Jeanette's father... Leonard Demler, who lives next door, mind you, and would have access to this baby, and if he had killed them, would know that the baby was there, continues to act shady as fuck, and very quickly, a mountain of circumstantial evidence against him develops as the investigation unfolds. A mountain of baby clothes. A mountain of baby clothes (laughs) is lit on fire, and it is also evidence against Len. First of all, like I said, he literally lives next door, but hasn't said anything about his daughter and son-in-law being missing for days and the newspaper and the mail and the milk piling up and like all the shit he didn't mention anything after finding the baby he did not rush it to a doctor or medical professional he didn't alert anyone that a baby was even there let's leave the baby screaming in a home with a fire and like hashtag men but also if he had (laughs) If he had been stopping by and, like, giving at least basic fluids to this baby every, like, maybe, let's say once a day. Let's say he's doing the bare minimum and he's dropping water into this baby's mouth once a day. Then when he, quote-unquote, discovers the scene, he knows full well that this baby can go another 12 hours without fluids because it's done that every day for the last five days. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, mm-hmm. things are not... Things are not looking And there good. clearly wasn't a lot of alarm on his part. Exactly. Like, he had been doing this for several days, and this baby was still alive, and it's fine if he just leaves and then comes back. Yeah. Then he proceeds to shadow police on horseback at a distance <laughs> while they search the property. What? That's so fucking Never creepy. trust a horse person. <laughs> Though he never offers to help despite knowing the area and, like, it's his daughter missing. He's just not getting involved at all. Just being a huge creeper. Is he a tall guy in this photo? No, he's not in that photo. But if you go to the next photo, there he is with his horse. Oh, look at his bucket hat. And this is actually the photo we're on for the rest of my case, so I'm so sorry. (laughs) Um, And during the search, he admits that he has an unregistered twenty-two caliber weapon which ballistics could vaguely match at that time to the weapon that killed Jeanette and Harry, but we'll get to that. (laughs) A scratch is also found on his neck, and a smear of Jeanette's blood type is found on the seat of his car. Mm. 
gosh, I wonder what happened. Yeah, but obviously this is not a cut and dry case, so things aren't going to go the way you think. So as to motive, it was found that Maisie Demler, now deceased, and Len Demler were the trustees for the cruise property until baby Rochelle was 18. Maisie was Jeanette's mom. Len was Jeanette's dad. They were estranged. Okay. The whole fucking will fighting thing. Mm -hmm. So they're both trustees, but Maisie is now dead. And until Rochelle turns 18, Len is the only other person who could benefit from the crew's dying. Because he would get all of these shares back of his Mm -hmm. farm that were, like, maliciously taken to him by an angry ex-wife, quote-unquote. So, like, the motive is definitely there. Um, Effectively, again, granting Len back his beloved farm. After being chided for not helping in the search of the farmland, Len defended himself by saying, quote, it's no good searching the ground. They're in the river. He said this. He said this. Now it's August 16th. Jeanette's body is found wrapped in a duvet, bound up in copper wire in the Waikato River, and exactly a month later, on September 16th, um, oh my God, I've been calling him Harry. His name is Harvey. I'm so drunk. I'm such an asshole. I wasn't going to say anything, but no Harvey, one noticed. But I am been dead concerned that someone would throw away copper wire. That Fuck. shit is That's expensive. I know, Turn right? in your copper wire. Yeah. His name is Garol, and we're Garol. sticking with that. Harvey is found um, upriver weighted down with a car axle, which is the photo before. That's the car axle. That would weigh oh. down a full human body. Yeah, a car axle is actually pretty heavy. He's a plus dairy farmer. Being He's a resourceful. Body, plus wrapped in other shit. Yeah, I guess. And like, look, it's like hooked. Maybe it got like hooked on a rock. Yeah. You I'm know. just thinking of the gaseous bloating that yeah, happens, especially exactly. in water. Also, if it were If daily. it were arranged <laughs> lengthwise, I could see it holding down so a body. So much yeah, who are like bloating. across the body, like right. on top of the body. Okay. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. Trust me, it happened. So Jeanette had been pretty fucked up when she was found in the river. She'd suffered broken facial bones after a severe beating with a blunt instrument. Ugh. And both Jeanette and Harvey, not Harry, oh my God, I'm a monster, had been shot in the head with, ding, 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 a 22 caliber firearm, which was the cause of both deaths. I wonder why he even admitted to having it unregistered. You know, on the one hand, it's like, I'm Look just going to tell you what I got. It makes me seem less suspicious. And then it's like, wait. But then, yeah. like, white people. Yeah. This he is what white people like, do. He's probably like, I'm a farmer. I live in the middle of nowhere. I can do whatever the fuck I want. Those I'm cows can get rowdy. I need a gun. Literally every day, white people fuck shit up give all of, like, the evidence that they did fuck shit up and then just walk away with no consequences. Yeah, it's, it's the worst thing about our race. And I that, mean, actually, it's not. There's a lot of other bad things. And like when you did not have to pay those late fees at Blockbuster. <laughs> Though, okay, but to be fair, I this whipped my tits out for that 13-year-old boy. <laughs> and I got out of that late fee. But also just, this horse is like, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. That was feminine wiles, not necessarily about race. But anyway... <laughs> So the brutality of the, ta- of the attack on Jeanette, as well as the detective's gut feeling, despite any evidence oh, no. supporting this, the detective just decided that she had been raped. He just saw how like battered she was. She'd been in a river for months. 
There's so there was no, way no evidence collected or no and no evidence to support that she had been raped. But this detective had been in the business forever and was like, oh, I've seen this. She's been raped. Ugh. Which is fucking irresponsible. Because yeah. as a result, this detective was like, oh, she's been so brutally battered and she was raped. There's no way it could have been her father. Even though right. there was no evidence to say that she was raped. Also, not up to the detective. No. Up to the coroner. Fully not. Not up to anyone. People are capable of a lot of fucked up shit. Ugh. You don't just get to toss this out because you're like, nah, I've got a gut feeling she was raped and a daddy wouldn't do that. So we're going to move right along. Look, he's a horseman. Trust him. Yeah, it was the Even 80s. though he has a 22 caliber unregistered weapon and told us they'd be in the river and it, her blood was in his car, but he's fine. Ugh. Ugh, so annoying. So they are able to link the car axle used to weigh down Harvey to another neighbor on a nearby farm named Arthur Allen. Arthur Allen Thomas, which Ethan is Ethan Allen of oh, the furniture brand. It oh wasn't a car axle, it was I the wish back I could of a sofa. Ethan Allen. Y'all need to up your Patreon subscription so I can afford Ethan Allen. So okay. I get an antique entryway bench. Craft. I wish I had an entryway table. that could support a bench. Mm-hmm. Anyway. If I were gifted a teak entryway bench, Ugh. I would make an entryway. Yes, I know. I would too, but I don't have the bench or the entryway, so let's not talk about it. So, the axle is linked to a car that belongs to Arthur Allen Thomas, so the police develop a new theory of the crime and focus on Arthur instead of Daddy Lynn. The police tested Arthur Allen Thomas's twenty-two caliber weapon. A twenty-two caliber gun is not an uncommon thing. Fucking everybody has one. Not me. Not really most people in this room, but a lot of people have them. <laughs> Um, and we're unable to eliminate it as a possible murder weapon, but we're also unable to rule out another gun, and, like, ballistics back in this time was not the best. So it was useless. It, it was, was a twenty two. Could have been any twenty two. Yep, it could have been... It could have belonged to another family nearby that also had a twenty two because it's a bunch of, like, in-a-row New Zealand farms. They've all yeah. got fucking twenty twos. It is what it is. Definitely this guy had a twenty two. Yeah. though. Um, so Arthur Allen Thomas's wife and cousin gave him, a, gave him a strong alibi for the 17th of June, which is the suspected like time that all this shit happened. But police repeatedly search his property, and on the third sweep, miraculously find a spent shell casing matching his gun to the weapon that killed Jeanette. And Arthur is arrested. Mm. But they didn't find it all the other times they looked. They found it this time. Because Stephen Avery, raped. anybody? Right. Wow. Wisconsin. Uh, another I don't know. Wisconsin is, gem. That case is a little meh. I, think I know. I we think can't get into we it. We can't because we'll be that'll here all be night. A, that'll be a gossip at the corpse car. It's rant. like, I'm not convinced he didn't do it, but I'm not convinced that police work was sound. I am yeah. convinced that his first two trials were bullshit. Correct. That's all I'm going to say right now. Correct. So, yes, let her have it. She deserves it. So the prosecution suggests that Arthur's wife was the mysterious woman seen at the home on the 19th. That would make sense. They point to the car axle from his property. Um, Similar copper wire that uh, the victims were wrapped in were found on his farm, but, like, it's fucking copper wire. Isn't all copper wire fucking similar? I don't even know. Um, (laughs) They point out that he, Arthur, had told the cops how he used to fancy Jeanette. And they pointed out all of the access that he had to the crews as their neighbor. But of course, 
it's the shell casing, because all of that is circumstantial. So it's the shell casing that really hooks him and is the key piece of forensic evidence. Here's the problem with my view of true crime. Here we go. Both the dad <laughs> and the neighbor sound gross. Put them away. Just... <laughs> you know what? Get him out of here. Hard Get him yes. Out. Hard yes. Yeah. However... Arthur admitting that, like, he had a crush on her. He, isn't he an adult man? And yeah, but adult, I have crushes. I'm an adult man. On people <laughs> that much, I don't know. She's not that much younger than him. She's oh. an adult, he's an adult. Arthur's not, like, the same age as Len. Okay. There's, like, there's some, like, middle ground there. It's okay. not. It's not that predatory. Okay. And they definitely exploit this detail to, like, create a narrative that isn't necessarily accurate. Okay. I'll allow it. I'm not making... I didn't make that very clear, so I understand where you're coming from, for sure. And, like, fucking lock up all men anyway. It's fine. Um, (laughs) Just kidding. I I like dick. Just kidding. um, Not trans men. They're fine. (laughs) <laughs> no, that's very true. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I like all kinds of penises. Okay, so... Not all um, men, am I right? Even penises that are, like, small and look like vaginas because they are vaginas. Hi, Bill. Um, oh, my God, I lost my place thinking about vaginas because I also really like vaginas. So, okay, so um, they find this shell casing, blah, blah, blah. Um, he used to fancy hair, blah, blah, blah. So as to the motive, they call a witness... Uh, who testifies that Arthur had been obsessed with Jeanette, although this is kind of like a hearsay situation, not to be like, oh, mm, Brett Kavanaugh, support him, don't believe women. But... Obsessive and having a crush on someone are Right, and there's nothing that he didn't stalk her. There was no, like... There, there was no history of any kind of, like, inappropriate behavior. They were fucking neighbors. Maybe he had a crush on her. I don't know. People have crushes on me all the time. It happens. <laughs> right? A lot of people in this room have crushes on me, and I have crushes Despite on you, too. Despite the hat. Despite the hat and how, like, genuinely terrible a person I am. Um, so this witness, who I don't even know who it is, says that Arthur was obsessed with Jeanette, says he repeatedly pestered and stalked her. Again, there is not evidence to support this. That doesn't mean it didn't happen, but there isn't evidence to support it. But... Here's the cinch. This witness is Len, the father. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So Jeanette's father is like, oh, yeah. The second Arthur was questioned and it was made known that he used to fancy Jeanette, Len was like, oh, yeah, he was obsessed with her. Now I remember this investigation's been going on for months and I told you they were in the river, but now I remember that Arthur was obsessed with her. When cross-examined, he also has no explanation for why he is only bringing this information to light right now that the trial has commenced. He never brought this up before during any of the investigation. Now Len is jumping on this like, oh yeah, Arthur was obsessed with her bandwagon. So it's super fucking dumb. Now it's 1971, so it's not the 60s anymore. (laughs) Arthur Allen Thomas is found guilty of the murders. The conviction, however, is vacated on appeal... The cops and prosecutors redouble their efforts, insisting that they are right. Because the problem with the police system, and I guess it exists fucking everywhere, is that everyone has quotas and everyone has the public putting pressure on them. This is a systemic issue. And I'm not even saying that this is necessarily like the fault of the police, 
But I do feel like there is unreasonable pressure to solve crimes, and therefore they will try to fit a square peg in a round yeah. hole instead of doing fucking justice to victims and taking the time that it takes to comb over every detail and make sure they're putting the right people away for these fucking crimes. And this happens all over the fucking world, and it's a serious fucking problem. Yeah. They're concerned about clearance, not about justice. Yep, I don't care about your fucking quotas. I want people who were actually assaulted and murdered to see justice for their families and for them and for all of these reasons. And my soapbox and my TED Talk are over. But guess what? Also, no, they're not. Also, if you haven't seen When They See Us on oh Netflix, my God. fuck. Go yes. home. Get out. Yeah. Go uh, watch we it. We allow you to leave now before my segment's <laughs> over to go home and watch When They See Us because this is a direct example of the system failing Ugh. for this exact fucking reason. So um, they bring him... They bring him back to trial in 1973, and he is found guilty again. Um, citing the serious anomalies in evidence, uh, t- Mr. Thomas's supporters start a large campaign to insist on his innocence because none of the shit is adding up, and only as time goes on, we get better forensic evaluation and nah. technology and all that shit, and so it's just nothing, nothing is fitting. So new forensic experts review the case and determine that the bullet casing found on the on Alan Tom Arthur Allen Thomas, despite your serial killer name, property, had likely been planted, and that it could not have been a proper match to the bullets retrieved from the victims. The campaign to prove his innocence grows in momentum at this time, and a book called Beyond Reasonable Doubt, which I did not read because I can barely read. <laughs> <laughs> is published, and in response to public outcry, a pardon is actually handed down by the Prime Minister. Arthur Allen Thomas spent nine years in prison before his release, and upon his release, he was paid 950000 New Zealand dollars, which, again, could be any amount of money. Right. There's no way to know. $43.4 billion. Dollars. $43.4 the case it's 47 was 47 sheep. Uh, yep. That is the conversion rate in <laughs> a New Zealand. Sizable dowry. Yeah. <laughs> The case was such a shambles that a royal commission of inquiry, 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 is formed to investigate the wrongful conviction by the Queen of New Zealand, which conjures images of some sort of monstrous and majestic mountain goat, but is actually just Queen Elizabeth. Yeah, I was going to say, the Queen of New Zealand. She's the queen of everywhere that has white people. The queen. Yeah. So the Queen of New Zealand has to step in to appoint people to clean up this mess, and they find that the shell not only was not a match to the bullets in the murder, but that it was fabricated using Arthur Thomas's gun while it was being held as evidence. So it's like police put it back in the gun and shot it to what try the and get fuck? the lines to match. Yeah. That's not good. That's Super not fucked good. up. Um, then taken to the Thomas's property and planted by the police at the scene for them to find later. Ooh. The cops literally planted evidence. It's the fucking keys. It's the Avery just keys. Sprinkling it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The that report is some Stephen Avery bullshit. Yeah, it is. The report named uh Bruce Hutton and Detective Sergeant Lenrick Johnston of misconduct of unspeakable outrage, which means framing someone for fucking murder, and stated that the prosecution of Arthur Allen Thomas was unfounded, and despite this, New, Ze- despite this New Zealand police never charged these investigators, never charged Hutton or Sergeant Johnston with any crime. They didn't take any action against them. <laughs> Nope. Johnston died in 1973, and the commissioner of police mentioned that, quote, his integrity was beyond reproach. Yep. What yep. the fuck? 
Yeah, it does, it does suck. suck. Everything is dust. <laughs> Everyone dies. Justice doesn't exist. Literally, no one is beyond reproach. No one. Like President maybe, Trump. Well, besides like impeach the motherfucker. Maybe Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Except Ruth Bader Ginsburg, but she would never <laughs> give us a reason to reproach. Right. You're no. not beyond reproach unless you don't give us reason to reproach. That's the whole point of reproach. <laughs> anyway, then Hutton died in 2013. Fuck that guy. Um, I will spare you most of the mess that was an internal police review conducted at a $400,000 New Zealand price tag, so $43.4 billion American dollars. Jeez, if only it were a country. Right. Basically finding that even though the cops planted evidence, they weren't totally off base. Oh, it's totally fine to just plant evidence. I'm sure the rest of the investigation really followed all the rules. Well, exactly. Despite not conducting any significant inquiry into anyone other than Arthur Thomas. They got to just check it off as solved, and then their statistics looked good, and, like, the community was like, okay. Like, got their promotion. Hold the police accountable. God. Never be a neighbor with a middle name. Yeah. That is the (laughs) lesson. I have two middle names. Everybody go to the social security office and just get rid of your middle names tomorrow. (laughs) It's done. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Sorry, grandma. Your aunt and your grandmother will forgive you. We get it. Um, but the big thing was that investigators really had a boner for that car axle, despite how easily a neighbor, Len, could have wandered onto the farm and just fucking taken it. Yeah, farms have a bunch of shit laying yeah, around. Yeah, lying around. Especially if it's a junkyard owned by the Avery. Mm-hmm. And especially if it's someone right next door with, like, motive, means, and opportunity. Daddy Ooh, Len. Daddy Len. So, back to Len. Literal fucking patriarchy. So he seems to have dodged any significant investigation because the police, again, could not imagine a father doing something so violent and horrible to his own daughter. And went so far as to literally plant evidence on someone else to prove themselves right. Um, And like we said, these police tunnel vision stories are so numerous and so frustrating. To this day, the crime remains unsolved. Even (gasps) though we just solved it, Len did it. (laughs) <laughs> um, yeah, I know. Massive moo. And that's Wisconsin moo. for boo. <laughs> moo! Theory swarm. And because this is a wine and crime live show, we couldn't... Yeah, utterly unacceptable. Milk Drink me. Wisconsinably. Wisconsinably. Uh, thank you, airport. We couldn't do a Wine and Crime live show where both of our cases did not have a feature film. So there's a a film called Beyond Reasonable Doubt that was made about this case, as well as a book of the same name. So if you're interested, you can chase it all down. Again, I can't read. Um, The rabbit holes go deep and deep and dark on this one, but I really think that we cracked this and that it's totally fucking Len, and there is a way to know, and we solved it, and that's my case. All right. It's so hot in this hat. It's so hot. All right. And who wants All it? Right. Yeah. Woo! Toss it like a bouquet. Right. We are not liable for any injuries sustained while I toss this hat. All right. As, woo! All right. Special thing. You got it. Special thanks this week to cheese curds, which made me shit my oh. pants. 
special thanks to Lactade. Yes. And yes. Tums. I'm yeah. farting as we speak. I'm always farting as oh, we speak. It's bad up here, y'all. Um, also, <laughs> special thanks to Hal, the house manager. Yes, Hal. And Sasha Hospitality. Woo! Yes, who also recorded our intro. Thank Woo! you so God much, love. Sasha. And gave us lots of snacks. So many um, snacks. Also, Eric and Cheston running sound. We love you. Alex at the merch table. Hello, Alex. Brian, your bartender. Total daddy. What's up, Brian? Tip. I see you, baby. Tip them. Tip mm. your bartenders. That's all we got. We love you. Thank you. Thank you, Milwaukee. We want to take a selfie with you, so if we can bring up the house lights. Don your cheese hats. Thanks for listening to Wine and Crime. Our cover art is by Kali Yip. Music by Phil Young and Corey Wendell. Editing by Jonathan Camp. Check out our website and blog at wineandcrimepodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at wineandcrimepod. If you have questions, answers, or recommendations to share, email us at wineandcrimepodcast at gmail.com. Episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, basically wherever you get your podcasts. Most importantly, if you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It really is the best way to spread the word. If you'd like to show your support and get a shout-out on air, visit our Patreon page to keep this podcast and the wine flowing. Cheers! Hi, I'm Olivier, and I haven't seen any movies. I'm Rosé, and I have, so we decided to make a podcast about it. Every other week, we watch a movie that Katie has never seen. Get really drunk and review it. Instead of typical ratings, we use what we like to call our J ratings, which range from, bruh, what the fuck was that, to hell yeah. We include some very important segments, like, bug, marry, kill, and give me the fun facts. So join us and listen to what Katie has to say about classic movies that she has never seen. How drunk will we get? What songs will we sing? Who knows? If you love movies and drinking, then listen to us. We post new episodes every other Wednesday. You can find us online at olivierrosepod.squarespace.com and subscribe to Olivier and Rosé on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. (laughs) 